0: Amen. You may be seated. It's truly been a blessed morning. The Lord has visited us and I'm privileged to bring his word again this morning to you. And I want you to open your heart and to receive really what he wants to give you this morning. You are not only here because you are here. He helped you to make the right decision to get dressed and to come to church this morning. Because you know what's going to happen right now? The truth and the full truth is going to be revealed to you. And it's only by truth that you will be set free. Give the Lord a hand for that. It's His truth that will set you free again this morning. So open your heart and receive His glorious Word. And then I've asked our previous crowd again also, if it's possible for you, next time, bring your own Bible. Is that okay? I know everything is on the phone. I know it's on the tablet, and I know it's easier for everybody because you have your phone. You don't have to have the whole bag full of stuff. But there is something when you see the Word of God what I'm talking about, standing in your own Bible. There's something about it. It's powerful. And then the Lord speaks to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to you, something in your heart about what you are reading right here. And it's for you, especially for you. And you can write it down, write in your Bible, write it down. A few days from now, you're going to turn the pages again, and then you can see, oh my goodness, but God already told me, what is going to happen? Or oh, he already gave me an answer to that. So bring your Bibles. Come on. Is that okay? <laughs> I know we are living in another age, but I like my Bible. And so you can tell me, well, where's yours? <laughs> I printed it, so it's right here. Exodus 14. The Lord will fight for you is the theme of the word this morning. The Lord will fight for you. From verse 1. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Pihahiroth between Migdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore across from Baal Zephon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and I will chase after you. And he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camp there as they were told. Verse 5, Pharaoh and his officials changed their mind when they heard where the Israelites were. They changed their minds. What have we done letting all these Israelite slaves get away? Well, I for one can think of 10 reasons why they let the Israelites go. Can you remember? One of which is the water turning into blood. And the last one, the firstborn, the death of the firstborn. So they let them go through the mighty hand of God. So I can think of a few reasons why Pharaoh made the decision to let the Israelites go. Verse 8. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, so he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fist raised and deviance, fist raised like proudly we got out Egypt proudly God did a wonderful miracle in our lives and we are out so proudly they left Egypt and without doubt deviance means without doubt so they left the Egyptians caught up with them where they were camping. Now, before I go on, I just want to tell you, I just want to make this clear. Every book in the Old Testament is a mirror towards the New Testament and towards Jesus. In every book of the Old Testament, you will find Jesus. What I'm specifically talking about here is Moses is... um, as symbolizes Jesus, taking out the Israelites of Egypt, taking us out of bondage. Okay? Moses symbolizes Jesus. Israel symbolizes us, God's chosen people. If you are in Christ, you are a chosen people. You have given your life to Jesus, you belong to Him, and He will take care of you. That's us, the Israelites. Pharaoh is Satan, symbolizes Satan. The enemy, he's not your friend, so he symbolizes Satan. And Egypt symbolizes the world in this specific story. Now, the Israelites came out of Egypt, and I want you to look at your own life just for a quick review of your own life. You have came out a few Egypts in your life already. And some of those you came out like, yeah, I did it. I did it. Um, And you were hallelujah and praising the Lord. And you came out boldly. And it is wonderful to be able to come out of Egypt. But you know that it was only by God's hand. And you gave him the glory, and he deserves the glory. And that's wonderful. And I see the three things here. The Lord works with Moses by instruction. So he instructed them, the Israelites, coming out of Egypt, going a certain way, and you are on your way. You are out of Egypt, you, you've done it, and you know God helped you, and I'm on my way. Woohoo, I'm going. Now the, now the Israelites here, from Moses, got that instruction from God, you have to turn, make a U-turn, make a U-turn on your way. You are going in your life forward, and there is a kink in your way. There is a U-turn that you have to make. And what happens to the devil... Or to maybe the people around you, it seems like you are lost. So that is the reason why the Lord told Moses, or why he gave him that instruction, that they must turn around and camp by sea. It's not for a picnic, it was for a specific reason. And that reason was so that Pharaoh might think that you, the Israelites, are lost. Now, there's a kink in your way. There's a turn in your life that you did not anticipate, that you didn't plan on. You are, you are out of Egypt. Come on, I got out of this by the hand of God. I know it's only God that did this in my life. And I'm moving forward now. I know my, my life is going to be moonlight and roses from now on. But suddenly... Something happened that you didn't plan on happening. You didn't anticipate this. And God said, we're going to make a U-turn, Ria. And it, for, for a moment in time, it looks like you are lost. And the enemy thinks you are lost. And now I have them. Now I have you. You don't know where you're going. What are you going to do? Now I have you. But the reason for this whole story was that God, listen to this, I'm just going to read it again to you, I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army, I will display my glory. So God has you in a place where you don't know why I'm here, what I'm doing here specifically, but it's for Him to display His glory. Have you noticed that everything in your life, everything that happens in your life, it's for God to get the glory? And it's not only the good things. It's when we're going through trials and tribulations and when we don't know, when we don't have an answer, when you ask God what is going out?" it is for His glory. Because He loves to display His glory to not only His people, but to Satan. Remember why Satan is here. I want to remind you why Satan is here. John 10.10 John, John 10 say. The thief comes only to steal. Now, Satan is only here to steal, to kill and destroy. He's only here to bring destruction. That's how you can recognize him. He's only here for destruction. If something like that is going on in your life, you know that is Satan. And he works through fear and lies. That's how he works so we can identify him, but that's the only reason he's here. Just hear what I'm saying this morning. I mean, we we made such a big thing of this verse, and it is, but that's the only reason he's here, to bring destruction to our lives. But the very next part says, I, Jesus, have come that you may have life and have it to the full. That is why I am here. That is why you will see my glory break through in your life like you've never seen before. I'm here so that you can live and have it more abundantly that you can ever dare think or dream of. That is why I am here. So we know why Satan is here and we know what he, he does. But don't forget why God sent his only son, Jesus. Oh, don't forget about that powerful part. He is here so that we can live. Even if there is trouble, you will be able to live victoriously. Even if you don't know what's going on around you, you will be able to live victoriously. So Pharaoh approached the Israelites and they looked up and they were immediately scared because it's The Egyptians behind them, the whole army, Pharaoh's best, there's not better than the ones that he brought with him. All his horses, all the chariots, he brought them all. So he's ready for a fight. And Israel here, and then there's a Red Sea. Remember, they are camping there, and they are not on holiday. They did not bring their bikinis or their sunscreen, or their hats, for that matter. (laughs) They were not there for holiday. They were camping. Now, I just thought, just for a wee moment, but I couldn't get over it, so I couldn't get the answer for it, so I just stopped thinking about it. I don't know how long it took for them to set up camp. I don't know how long it took to fold up everything. I don't know with what they camped. I, I don't know. I really don't know. So if you can just... Think for a moment. These Israelites just got word they have to camp here by the sea, next to the sea. And now when they look up, they say, I don't know how it looked. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know how far um, Pharaoh and all his, his men were. I mean, just let your imagination go for a while. It's, it's amazing if you think about it. They could see him. They could see them coming. Stovok, dust, a dust cloud. So they saw Pharaoh, but the sea was next to them, so they did not know where they are going, and they got afraid. So verse 10 says, As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were here, while we're still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt. Than a corpse in the wilderness. Now, this is what they are telling Moses, the man who just helped them to get out of Egypt by a mighty hand of God. In 400 plus years, they've never seen a miracle like this. They've never seen it. And now, suddenly, they get scared, they panic. And what's happening right here? Chaos. Chaos is breaking loose in the camp of the Israelites. You remember the Egypt that you came out of. But you are now in a situation that you don't have an answer for. You are between the devil and the red sea. You don't see the path forward. You don't remember what God just let you out of. You you forgot about his miracles. You forgot about his word. You forgot about his promises. And now you start to panic. And when panic comes, fear comes. And when fear comes, the devil can move the way he wants to. And then chaos breaks loose. And this is exactly what's happening. This is exactly what's going on here. So what did Moses do? But Moses told the people... Don't be afraid. Now, Moses was in the midst of the Israelites. He was camping with them. He saw exactly what they did. And as I said previously, I think his, now forgive me, I don't know what they wore those days, but his trousers or his dress made this, but be of shivering or whatever the case, I think he, it was also shivering. He was also feeling afraid inside. There's nothing wrong with feeling the way you are, but it's the way you react when you feel that way. So what they did, the Israelites started to act. And it's out of fear. And fear is never a good way to react on. Because as I said, chaos. So Moses was in the midst and he saw everything and he maybe experienced everything. And obviously I think with so many people coming down on you and say, why did you take us out? Look, we are going to die now and it's all, all on you. I think he might have think a few things to do to these people or maybe to say or, you know, he may have felt the same way, but listen to how he reacted. And, and I just want to remind you, last week we heard the word repent your mouth. And it's a very dangerous place to speak out of fear, out of chaos in your life, out of a place where you don't have an answer. It's dangerous to speak negative because life and death is in the tongue and the ones who use it will eat the fruit thereof. So Moses know what is right and he said to them, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. As I said, he was in their midst. He saw everything they did. But he started to call those things that be not just as though they were. He started to prophesy into the darkness. He prophesied life, and he prophesied light. Where there was nothing, he prophesied over them. He gave them hope. He gave them word. God only told him a little bit of the plan. He didn't tell him the whole plan. And he added, Moses added, and he said, The way you see the Egyptians today, you will never see them again. I'm adding to your life today, the way you see the enemy in your life today, you will never see him again. You take that. You speak that. You live by that. The way the enemy has been haunting you and your family, it will never be like that again in your life. And we have the power, by the grace of God, to just break through in Jesus' name. God has a habit of commanding us to do stuff that we can't do. He commanded us something that it would make sure we would stay depending on Him. So, you may be in a situation and it's only to glorify his name, but you don't know the way out. It's to show us again that we need to depend on God for everything in our lives. You have a work, you have children. You have friends and family that you are praying for. You have a certain situation going on in your life. You need to depend on God for your breakthrough. Because His promise to you is He will fight for you. So let's Follow Moses' example. Let's train ourselves. Because you know, although the Israelites were out of Egypt, Egypt was not yet out of them. You have to train yourself to be still and to know that God will take care of this. And how do we train? This is going to be nice. How do we train? by doing it over and over and over again. So your next battle, take it by the horns and tell whatever is in your face, you will bow before my God because he is fighting the fight on my behalf. I don't need to break out in chaos. I don't need to be afraid. My children belongs to the Lord. My work belongs to the Lord. My money belongs to the Lord. Everything belongs to the Lord. I belong to God. And He will take care of me. So, What happened then is, and and I want you to go and read this for yourselves, because I think it's been a long time you've been reading this, and it's truly amazing what happened here. So the Lord just told Moses, after he said that to the Israelites, he told him, now take out your staff and hold it over the water, and then you know the rest of the story. The water during that night, I mean, by the cloud, that, that cloud, that there was a cloud by night and a cloud by day. But but as you read this, this specific cloud were burning on the one side and it was light on the other side. This specific one, you can go read it for yourself. It, it was amazing what the people experienced there. But so God made a path through the sea. And I know it, it, it was... I know that should have helped them to, to be silent. I know they've seen, they are seeing now something that they've never seen. And now they have to go through. Now, some of them might have gone through like, oh, yeah, look at me, baby, I'm going through. Look, look, I'm going through on dry ground. Look at the walls of water. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So some of them went through like that, like that. but there's maybe other ones that's going through like, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. But you know what? All of them went to the other side. It's not about the quality of your faith or the bigness or the greatness of your faith. It's the one that qualifies you for your miracle and for your breakthrough. That is what it's about. He qualifies you when you are under His blood, when you, are, when you belong to Him, when you cry out to Him. He will come through for you. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. You do not have to figure it out because you are getting tired. You are not getting enough sleep in the evenings. You don't have to figure it out. Leave it in God's hands and say, thank you, Lord, that you will make a way for me in Jesus' mighty name. Let us stand, please. I want you to close your eyes and I want to read something to you. It is a promise from God to each and every one of us. And it's found in Exodus 6 from verse 5. He says, I have also heard the groanings of the Israelites, that's you and me, whom the Egyptians have enslaved. And I have earnestly remembered my covenant, my promise with you. Accordingly, say The Israelites, I am the Lord. The Lord is saying to you this morning, I am your Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of Satan. I will bring you out. You just wait and see, and I will free you from their bondage, your bondage, and I will rescue you with an outstretched arm, with special and vigorous action. And by my might, acts of ju- judgment. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be you to you, a God, and you shall know that it is I, the Lord, your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of Satan. And I will bring you into the land concerning which I lifted up my hand and swore that I would give it to Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. I will bring you into your promised land that is your heritage from God. Lord, I pray for each and every one here this morning. Your promise over them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know everyone by heart, and you know everything that they are going through. Every destruction that the devil wants to bring, you know about everything. But we declare that in Jesus' mighty name, it's under the blood, it's been taken care of, and we come against you, Satan, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You give us the victory, Lord Jesus. And over everyone here this morning, may your victory shine brightly. May you fight for everyone. May they just be still and know that you are their God. Thank you for bringing an answer. Thank you for providing for them. Thank you for making a way where there seems to be no way. Because you are able. Nothing is impossible for you. And we thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.